On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, February the 18th, it's Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith Audio. Uh, only without Alex today, but that's all right. He's on the show. We're happy to have him back, uh, ready to break down the Friday NHL card. Uh, thanks once again to Danny Ehrman, our special guest yesterday, who just absolutely uh, hit it out of the park. Outstanding uh, analysis. Just the thought process of someone who played the game is always great. We like having that uh, on this show. Uh, it was great to have him on the uh, show as a guest uh, yesterday. Uh, Alex, uh, great to have you back today. Yeah, you know, it was an uh, interesting night of games last night. Obviously, you know, I watched, of course, watched my Blackhawks lose 7-4 to Columbus. Uh, you got Patrick Liney getting the hat trick. And that was a, you know, it's interesting because you look at Columbus, they're kind of still within a punch of chance to get into the wild card race. The way that Boston's kind of collapsing, Detroit's a bit of an up and down team, even though they got a nice uh, shootout win against New York as well last night. But you know, this Columbus team, if they can start stringing it together, if they can, you know, try to be a little bit more responsible defensively and still get that kind of offensive output, they might be a team that could be, uh, you know, sneaky good, maybe make a move or two at the deadline. So that was a big takeaway I saw from last night. Obviously, there was a ton of other games that were really good, but uh, I thought that was the the, the biggest storyline for me uh, is that that was the game that I watched full from start to finish. I think the biggest takeaway from that game is someone who took over the total Columbus and Chicago is where do the Blackhawks turn to for goaltending if they trade Mark Andre Fleury uh, moving yeah. forward? I mean, yeah. Lankinen's all hurt now. Lankinen's uh, been inconsistent, and Ar- Arvid Soderblom is not ready uh, for no. NHL duty right now, and that's part of the reason I like the over. He got shelled in his first start before last night, uh, and so they've got some concerns to address there. Uh, they did finally score, and part of that was Columbus is pretty bad defensively at times as well, but obviously giving up seven, you're not going to win many games that way. Yeah, briefly last night, we'll run down some of the results we saw. Uh, Montreal, congrats to Marty St. Louis, Alex, first win as an NHL yep. head coach, a shocking upset over St. Louis, 3-2. to two. Cole Caulfield rescues the game, essentially, for Montreal, ties it uh, at two late in the game, and then they win in overtime, Caulfield with the game winner. Uh, 3-2 for Montreal. Ottawa upsetting Buffalo 3-1 last night. Uh, Disappointing from the Sabres uh, because Ottawa certainly banged up a little on uh, uh, no Thomas Shabbat on the blue line. Uh, Philip Gustafson hadn't really played well uh, in recent starts at the NHL level. And Buffalo's offense had been playing pretty well recently, but held to just one goal. That's hockey sometimes. uh, And they lose 3-1. Detroit, another upset. 3-2 over the Rangers. I think Vito kind of said in the chat yesterday that the Wings might have been live. I know he didn't bet it, but he kind of thought that, hey, the Wings maybe had a chance in this game. And sure enough, they rose up with a 3-2 win. And that's the danger of laying a big price against the Red Wings. 
every now and then they can step up and beat a really good team. They've done it. They did it against yeah. Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. And Alex, we got to, you know, pat ourselves on the back for that one. We said in our preview show and season preview, going back to the season, right about Detroit, that there'd be some big dog spots. You may be interested in them, especially stepping up in class. Cause we've actually seen them play good against some of those better teams. They did it again last night, a nice win against the uh, New York Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, like I said, they're, they're right in the middle of that wildcard race, as I mentioned in the East and they're, you know, you're going to find some live spots for them. This is going back almost you know, a couple of years now, you know, where we saw this young core starting to rise and they were able to steal some games at big plus money prices. And the Rangers, I mean, their team, obviously, they're going to be in the postseason run. They're going to be in the mix of things. But right now you look at the last you know few games, they've had back to back games where they've had to go into overtime, going to a shootout. Uh, this is kind of a team where, you know, it may be, you know, on a, in a lull right now. So some of these you know teams that are trying to get back into positioning. Uh, you know, could take advantage of, of some of these these teams that are already in playoff spots uh, at the moment. So it, it's just something to keep an eye on. But definitely Detroit, uh, like I said, once again, is a live dog. When the Delkovic, when he can play, you know, at his top level, uh, this is a, a dangerous Wings team. Things kind of really rely on him. If he's not showing up well, which we've seen before, he has been pulled six times this season, uh, then things get kind of rough. But when he's on his A game, uh, the Red Wings are just as dangerous as anybody in the East. No doubt. A disappointing game from Boston with Patrice Bergeron back. That's the effort you give. Uh, 4-1 loss to the struggling Islanders. That was disappointing. I think we all like Boston. We were all, uh, you know, wiping our our tears off the uh, floor uh, after that one. 4-1 loss to uh, Boston. Not a good performance from them uh, last night. A 5-3 Winnipeg over Seattle. They got off to a sluggish start. A little bit of a difficult spot. Back-to-back. Big emotional win against Minnesota the night before. But they found their way past Seattle. Uh, five to three uh, Edmonton. It just keeps on rolling for Jay Woodcroft seven to three over the Anaheim Ducks. That's four and zero oh, uh, in the Jay Woodcroft era. It's been just impressive to see this team. Suddenly they're getting what could what is he doing? Jay Woodcroft that Dave Tippett couldn't do in terms of the, them playing team defense all of a sudden. Much better structure, not giving up the zone entry. Uh, in their own zone very often. They're standing up at the blue line, Edmonton. I can't believe it. It's like I'm watching a totally different defensive team right now, a better one. And they're getting depth scoring all of a sudden. You know, you're getting Ryan McLeod chipping in. You're getting Warren Fogle chipping in. It's not all on Dreisaitl and McDavid these last few games either. You know, Mike Smith's been picking up his game the goal, in the goaltending uh, category. So lots to like with Edmonton. 7-3, they keep on rolling since the uh, coaching change. Uh, we saw Vancouver in a wild one get past San Jose 5-4. San Jose beat the buzzer to force overtime, tying it in the dying second uh, of that uh, third period. But Vancouver wins. JT Miller with the overtime goal. He continues to play well. And my best bet, Washington Philly over, cashes in. And we get lucky with Washington in regulation and the team total as they pile on goals late, tying it late. Uh, and then going, getting the go-ahead goal, Garnett Hathaway, the goal-scoring star last yeah. night of all people uh, for Washington with two goals. And then the empty netter, which got reviewed, uh, that goes in and they win uh, 5-3, uh, Alex. So what do you think of some of those other results? Yeah, I, I was happy with that result, too. I had that over as well. You know, I mean, Martin Jones, like I said, he's pretty much kind of an autoplay to the over whenever he's getting the stars for Philly uh, these days. But but back with the Edmonton and mentioned with Woodcroft, when you see everything kind of just perk up with a team like that after a coaching change, it makes you wonder just, you know, had Tippett just lost the room and, you know, his his words had kind of gotten stale and they just needed just just a fresh voice in there. And maybe that's what Woodcroft's offering. Maybe not be so much the intangibles or, 
you know, actually, you know, strategy, obviously, you know, Tippett's uh, a veteran coach uh, who definitely, you know, his strategies are solid. So I think that's more of the reason why we're seeing Edmonton kind of carry on the way they are with this four game win streak. No doubt. Sometimes just a fresh, a new voice, a new message. Sometimes that's all the dressing room needs more than any X's and O's or extra teaching or changing systems, changing the way you play overall. Sometimes it's just you need to hear a little bit of someone, some coach, give a team a little bit of confidence, give a player a little bit of confidence. I know that's what Boudreaux's done uh, in Vancouver. He just told Brock Besser, hey, you can score. You're a talented player. Just shoot the puck a little bit more. And look at how Brock Besser's played so far for Vancouver under uh, Bruce Boudreaux. It's not like they're changing the way these guys play. It's just giving them those little words of encouragement that maybe they didn't hear from the previous coach mm-hmm. that they're now hearing from the uh, current uh, head coach. And we mentioned it too, Rich H. Great uh, great job acknowledging that in the chat. Joe Snively right now for the uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, this guy just uh, be looking to bet him from a goal-scoring prop perspective. He has been in the lineup lately uh, for this uh, Washington team, and he has found a way to contribute. Um, very impressive. And the, you know, he's not a young guy. He's 26 years old. He's been around the block. He didn't get drafted uh, to the National Hockey League. And here he is now uh, in the Washington lineup and scoring left and right for them since he's been up with the uh, Capitals, including last night uh, against Philadelphia. So there's a guy maybe to continue to target goal-scoring prop-wise. Joe Snively here for the uh, Washington Capitals been absolutely terrific lately for them since he's been up with this uh, team. No question uh, about that. Uh, all right. So that is the uh, Thursday uh, recap from last night. Uh, let's turn the page and let's start looking at Friday's card. Uh, we will start with the Nashville Predators taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. We've got Carolina minus 155, minus 160 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. So, I wouldn't call it a really brutal loss if you had Carolina the other night, because to be honest with you, if you watch that game, especially in the third period, Florida was taking it to Carolina pretty good, uh, even though they were trailing two to one for most of that third period. Eventually, they tied at Sam Reinhart uh, in the final minute. And one of the really terrific plays I've seen all year in terms of just a tape to tape pass that was right on the money. Jonathan Huberto in overtime springing Aaron Eckblad. Uh, for the game-winning goal in overtime. It was just an outstanding pass right on the tape, right in stride with Ekblad, and he beats Frederick Anderson for the game-winner 3-2. That was a great hockey game. I know it stayed under, uh, you know, and I had a piece of the over in that game, so that was disappointing, but the game itself was high quality. There was some intensity. There was a little bit of a nasty hit by Svechnikov at one point in that game. Got a little rough. Uh, There was a little bit of bad blood. It had some good goaltending. It had some nice playmaking and goals offensively. It had a little bit of everything. Definitely a playoff feel to that Florida-Carolina game on TNT the other night. So you got Carolina now looking to bounce back. I think they've got a good chance, too. I like Carolina in regulation here. You get it close to even money. Nashville is slumping out of the All-Star break. And I don't want to say I told you so, or Andrew would, it would probably be on board with this because he kind of said, I think Nashville is going to regress a little bit. But they've lost three straight since the All-Star break against Dallas, Winnipeg, and Washington. Uh, you know Their defense has basically not played as well. They've given up a grand total of 13 goals uh, in the three games since the break. UC Soros hasn't been necessarily as sharp. Their penalty kill is disastrous right now. They've given up six power play goals, Nashville, uh, in the last three games. Carolina's power play is starting to heat up as well. They've scored power play goals two of the last three games. That could be trouble. I mean, Carolina definitely, when you look at the numbers, they own a special team's advantage on paper going into this game. They have the better power play. They have the much better penalty kill. You're talking about Nashville struggling 
penalty kill. Carolina's got the number one penalty kill uh, in the National Hockey League this season. So that could definitely be an advantage here for them. I like Carolina in regulation, even money. I like this over at five and a half to six and one to the over for Nashville in their last seven road games. Three of the last four Nashville games have gone over as well. And again, you're dealing with a five and a half number here, which seems to be a little bit short for, in my opinion, considering the defensive struggles lately uh, of the Nashville Predators. No confirmed goalies, but you would expect Soros and Anderson for their respective teams here. But I like Carolina in regulation and also over five and a half. Uh, Alex, uh, Nashville, Carolina. Yeah, I like this over five and a half as well. And and honestly, in my opinion, I think, you know, if you had Carolina the other night in Florida, that was a, a wonderful game. But I think that was kind of a bad beat. Uh, with the Hurricanes because they should have scored four or five goals just in the first 40 minutes of play. Bobrovsky was amazing. Of course, we saw that the you know that sequence where he makes yeah. a big save and the defenseman comes in behind, makes a save with his skate and you know pucks up in the air and then there's a couple of sticks there. Swacking them. Yeah, just a, an insane sequence. And so you know you look at those spots and, and you think you know Carolina could have easily had you know taken a, a lead early in that game and could have had command, could have won that game. Like I said, four to two, five to two. Uh, but but Florida, I mean, being one of the best teams in the league, they, they were able to gut that out, you know, get that game to overtime and then get the win, like I said, on that great play 16 seconds into the, to the extra uh, period. But this game tonight, like I said, Nashville starting to struggle a little bit. They've been an over machine. You've seen 13 and six of the last 19 games, six of the last seven on the road going over. And like I said, I think Carolina, I think they you know, want to make sure that, hey, let's play a full 60 minute effort tonight. Uh, to try to get the you know bad taste out of their mouths of losing that game against Florida. So I really like this over five and a half. And I think Carolina's lost two straight home games maybe once this year. It hasn't happened very often. And obviously you look at the home record, and that's the reason they haven't. They've had a terrific home record this year. What are they, 16 and 6 uh, on home ice this year, the Carolina Hurricanes. Yep. Six losses all year at home. That's a terrific home record. So I like them to bounce back spot here. And quite frankly, they're the better team right now. Nashville is definitely struggling. They have not gotten back to their game since the All-Star break concluded. Uh, and they might be up against it tonight against this Hurricanes team uh, after a tough loss to Florida the other night. Uh, all right, next up, we've got a good one. Another good game here. Florida Panthers, Minnesota Wild. Uh, Florida minus 130 now as road favorites. So a lot of money's come in on the Panthers. This was even money. And now you're seeing Florida minus 130 road chalk, six and a half the total uh, shaded uh, to the over uh, in this game. Florida, of course, beating Carolina, as we just talked about, 3-2 in overtime uh, the other night. Uh, 31-18 shots advantage, but those 18 shots Carolina had, you know, as we both said a minute ago, a lot of flurries and chances and big-time, you know, pressure around Bobrovsky the other night, including that goal line uh, saved by the defenseman for Florida uh, in that game in the first period. But Florida, Carolina had a lot of quality in those 18 chances or 18 shots uh, the other night uh, against Florida. For Minnesota, Alex, this looks eerily similar to me to the same spot they were in exactly one week ago. They returned home after a disappointing loss to Winnipeg. They had been shut out 2 nothing by the Jets the first game after the All-Star break. They returned home on Saturday, and they played a very good elite-level opponent, Carolina, at home. And the Wild won that game 3-2 to uh, against the Hurricanes. Kind of that same spot here. They're off a loss. Again, another loss to Winnipeg, 6-3 to uh, on Wednesday night. And now they're returning home playing another elite-level opponent. And... You just can't ignore, in my opinion, the difference between these two teams, particularly Florida, home versus road. You know, Florida 23 and 3 at home, 10 and 
12 on the road, even after the win against Carolina the other night, they still have a below 500 road record. And you look at Minnesota, and Minnesota's actually been all right on the road, but at home at XL Energy Center, no one knows that better than Terry Edelman in our chat or Alex, who lives in Minnesota, 16-4 and four at home this year, this Minnesota Wild team. They've been terrific. I actually think there's value in this price with Minnesota as a home underdog. I like them at plus 110. I think there's a good situation. Dean Evason said that, hey, we were a little bit loose defensively. Uh, we thought we'd passed up too many opportunities offensively. A lot, of, And I found that, especially early in the game. They had scored the first goal, and they were sitting on that one nothing lead. Too much passing. I think they were looking to do too much with the puck against Winnipeg and Hellebuck in that game, mm-hmm. not shooting the puck enough. And I think they're going to try to do a better job of that. You can't argue with them at home. They're at home off a loss has been a very good trend for Minnesota. Uh, the home team has dominated this series. Minnesota's trying to avenge a loss earlier this year as well to Florida, 5-4 back in November down in Florida. Uh, and you look at it, the home team has dominated. Uh, and Florida's only 1-7 in, in the last eight in Minnesota. So Minnesota's consistently beaten the Panthers here on home ice. So I like Minnesota here. I really think that these are two good teams. Look, it's not easy to bet against either of these teams. You know, they're, they're terrific yeah. hockey teams, both of them. Uh, but I think there's some definite line value now with where this line has gotten to uh, with Minnesota here, plus 110 as home underdogs. This is not an injury-related situation. There's nobody that's been added to the Minnesota injury report since Wednesday night against Winnipeg. This is all opinion moving this number to Florida minus 130. Uh, I think there's now value with the wild. As far as the total is concerned, I do have a smaller bet on the over. It is six and a half. It is minus 130. So they're making a little bit of a price adjustment, at least on these six and a half totals with Minnesota at home. But you know what I've said all year, wash, rinse, repeat with Minnesota overs at home, 16 and four, excluding pushes, 16 and four to the over for Minnesota on home ice this year. So a uh, smaller bet for me over six and a half, but I like Minnesota here as a home dog. I think they can bounce back against Winnipeg and get this victory tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Florida, Minnesota. Yeah. You know, when this line opened at dollar 10, I saw a dollar 15. I liked Florida in that spot. I think they have some good momentum to build off of. Like I said, with that way that they went one against Carolina the other night, getting that, that goal late in overtime or late to force overtime and then winning it. I think that's a good momentum they can build upon. Like you said, they know they're you know they're under 500 on the road. That's something they have to kind of work on in the second half as well too. You know, if you're going to be a team to, to to compete for a Stanley Cup, you have to find ways to win on the road and win in tough buildings. And like you said, there's hardly any tougher building than the XL Energy Center right now uh, with the way the Wild have played at home. And like you said, with them coming off of a, a bad loss as well, they should definitely be motivated. This is going to be a great game. I wish this game. I know it's going to be on the ESPN Plus. Uh, exclusive. I wish this was actually on the ESPN or ESPN2 tonight, so this would be a, a big national audience, because this would be a really good game, especially off of uh, how Florida played in their last battle, but you know, at this spot, I probably would be looking toward the regulation draw now, uh, if anything, and, and I, I still, like I said, even if I, if I liked Florida at, at minus $1.10, I still feel like this game could have been a, could be a 4-3 uh, final for you know, Florida or Minnesota at this point. So I'm going to take the regulation draw, and I'm also going to play the over, but I'm going to wait in-game and try to get a six at a better adjusted number than go with six and a half. Yeah, this would be perfect bet cast fodder if we happen to have one yes, tonight. You definitely. know, wait for five minutes. Maybe you get a scoreless stretch in the first five, ten minutes of the game, and you certainly got that with Minnesota and uh, Carolina when they played last Saturday night in Minnesota. In fact, there was only one goal after the first two periods. You really could have gotten a better – 
could you imagine betting the live over, Alex, in that game after the second period when it was one nothing in that Minnesota-Carolina game last Saturday night? And then there was an explosion in the third period. So those are the kind of things you can look for with live betting it, for sure. It, it's funny because I was actually out at uh, Tom Reed's bar, which is like basically a block away from XL, uh, watching that game. And I had my phone out and I was actually live betting. I was able to hit three in a row back and forth between Carolina and, and the wild with next to score props. Uh, so it was kind of funny sitting there with the people, some friends of mine and kind of showing them how that worked. But, but yeah, that was a great live bet game. And this one most certainly will be too. So like I said, I'll be, this will be the game I'll watch here at home tonight uh, along with the Hawks. So I'll definitely be looking for some live betting opportunities. Yeah, definitely. One of those games, definitely to look for some uh, live wagering uh, opportunities. No question. There'll probably be a, a good uh, handful of them for sure. And I want to remind everybody, yeah, it's ESPN plus Johnny Buchagross and Brian Boucher tonight. Uh, on the call for this game. But uh, next week, I mean, ESPN is turning to uh, ABC Saturday games every Saturday starting next week, February 26th. They have Rangers and Penguins, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central uh, on ABC. They have an ABC national TV game every Saturday afternoon uh, for the rest of the regular season starting next Saturday. And TNT is start. I don't know if it's next Sunday or it might be actually closer in March, but they're going to be doing Sunday uh, games as well. And that's in addition to what they're already doing on Wednesday nights with the one game or the two games on a Wednesday night. So there's going to be a lot more national TV hockey uh, yeah. for the rest of the regular season, which is great news for everyone in the U- U.S. for sure. Yeah, I think that starts with the uh, the stadium series game, Nashville and Tampa. I think that's where we'll, we'll kind of kick off the, the TNT Saturday coverage next week. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to get Saturday and Sunday hockey from ABC and TNT. Great stuff. And this is when you really feel like – to be honest with you, if you've been grading the national TV deals with the for the U.S. up till this point, you're underwhelmed. There's been so many ESPN Plus games. There have yeah. been many on ESPN or ABC Network Television. TNT, you know, is has only had Wednesday nights up till this point. But now you're seeing it really kick in. You're going to get Wednesday TNT. You're going to get ESPN Plus games during the week. You're going to get Thursday ESPN games as well. Moving forward, yeah, the main ESPN network is going to have a lot of Thursday night hockey moving forward. You're going to have a Saturday afternoon ABC game the rest of the season. You have Sunday afternoon TNT games. So there's some really good things on the horizon for national TV audiences uh, in the United States when it comes to uh, NHL hockey the rest of the regular season. All right, let's go to Dallas and Chicago. Uh, Next up here, we've got Dallas minus 155 uh, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Very difficult to back Chicago right now. I get it. They're slumping. Uh, they're not playing uh, great hockey at the moment. The goaltending, the defense was awful last night. But there is one guy that's in net tonight for uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. He's back in net, Mark andre Fleury, who has been brilliant, I think, in a lot of his recent starts. Now, he was in net for the 5-1 loss against St. Louis. But let's also rem- remember that he's in net for two of the last, uh, each of the last two wins that Chicago's had here since the All-Star break. The 4-1 win against Edmonton, which is the game that sent Dave Tippett packing. Uh, and then the 3-2 or 3-1 win against Winnipeg uh, earlier this week. And Fleury was terrific in both of those games. He made some great saves. He's trying to, I think, if anything, not just trying to show, you know, help the Chicago team win, but more importantly, show what he can do maybe for another team should he get dealt at the trade deadline. So this is a motivated Marc-Andre Fleury playing at a very high level for the most part in some of his recent starts. So that's the one hesitation. Dallas is not a great road team. Now, it'll say they've won five straight on the road, uh, Alex, and they have. And Rupe Hintz has been great. Joe Pavelski with a four-point night the other night. 
Uh, Robertson can't be stopped. If you're not taking Robertson right now for the Dallas Stars every night to score a point or a goal, I think you're missing out. Uh, he's been magnificent for Dallas. But you have to factor in that even though they've won five in a row on the road, yeah, the Colorado win was the, a great win, 4-1. to one, uh, And Colorado wasn't in the greatest spot, I thought, the other night. They had Vegas the next night. They had already shut out Dallas on Sunday. So maybe not the greatest game necessarily for uh, the Avalanche. But give Jake Ottinger credit. He was That was one of his best games of the year. 47 shots. He stopped 46 of them uh, against Colorado. So that was a very quality road win. Uh, we won't take that away from Dallas. It doesn't get much better than that when you go into Denver and beat Colorado. But the other road wins were on that road trip where they faced the Sisters of the Poor. You know, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Detroit, Buffalo. You know, they faced a lot of weak teams. So really only one out of that five road games in a row that the Stars have won has been a quality road win. It's a pass for me. I mean, I, I could probably only look toward Dallas because they're just they're a team that's fighting for their playoff lives. They are the better team. Uh, certainly the rest advantage in their favor. Chicago on a back-to-back. Stars a little bit more rested. But the Stars are coming off the big win against Colorado. Do they, do they maybe have a fall flat here potentially for a team like Dallas that's been so up and down all year? You worry about that a little bit. But I don't know if I could trust Chicago at this point in time. I lean Dallas in regulation, but this is probably a game I end up staying off. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Stars, Blackhawks. Yeah, maybe a slight lean to the first period over, but this is – uh. Like I said, it's just no way you can back Chicago right now. And that game last night was absolutely awful. I, I'm kind of kicking myself because I didn't. Uh, I ended up did grabbing some of the the live uh, full the full game over rather. I didn't have the first period over last night, knowing that Arvid Soderblom was going to be in net, and he's just not uh, up to standard as you mentioned earlier. So if Flurry's dealt, I have no idea what the Hawks are going to do. Obviously, it'll be Colin Delia, Lincoln, and once he gets back, if 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 he does get back this season. Uh, and, and Soderblom, this is going to be a team where we're going to, get, you know, we're going to see overs galore moving forward. So even with Flurry and Net, I'm not going to play a full full game over because, like I said, he might be playing, you know, for you know a ticket out of town basically. But uh, this is a Dallas team. We have seen them do well in the first period overs. They kind of cooled off a little bit in the last few games, but I would not be shocked to see two here. So that's just a lean. It's not official, but leaning with the first period over here with Stars and Hawks. So there's been talk about Marc-Andre Fleury and potential destinations for him. Washington's been in the mix. There's been a few teams. Even his former team at Vegas has been rumbling. Frank Saravalli yeah. doesn't blow smoke, all right? I all don't right. give two shits what uh, Kelly McCrimmon is saying uh, right now uh, from the Vegas camp, or George McPhee for that matter. They're right away just striking down that report and those rumors saying, ah, oh, that's not on our radar. Bullshit. We also saw someone strike down rumors about Le Cavalier being involved with the Canadians uh, about a week or two ago saying, ah, that's not going to happen. That's there's nothing that's come up in that regard. And sure enough, what do we hear just announced today? Yeah. Le Cavalier joining the Canadians uh, front office. So that's why these people that strike down these reports is rubbish. Don't buy into them completely. I still think Vegas is sniffing around Marc-Andre Fleury, as far as I'm concerned. Now the question is, are they actually going to end up pulling the trigger and, uh, uh, does he want to go back? Cause he got bitterly, bitterly disappointed and thrown under the bus by that franchise. And the way they handled his exit was hideous. You know, not only not informing him that, Hey, we wanted to deal you or we're going to deal you, but then not even picking up the damn phone and letting him know that you've been traded. He's been traded was just disgraceful. Yeah. He put that behind him. He did love the city. He did love the fan base. They were very comfortable there in Las Vegas. But all of that, very interesting. I don't buy McCrimmon's denials 
that Vegas is not interested or they're not going down the Mark Andre Fleury path. I think they are still in the mix. Yeah, I think they are too. But I think at the same time, with the way things ended, and if you bring Flurry into to Vegas, we'll talk about them in a minute. But if you bring him back into the mix, you know what what does it do for Robin Leonard and his confidence? What does it do for Laurent Brassois, who you know played his ass off in his last game and has been really good when yeah, you know, he can't the, score for Vegas yeah. the other night. Yeah. yeah, so you know you 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 actually kind of add a lot more. Uh, you know, you know, uncertainty and, and you know, possibly some problems if you do bring Flory back into the mix. Obviously, he's a he's a great goalie. He's a future Hall of Famer, and he loved the town. I'm sure you know he's you know got some great friends that are still teammates. You know, you know, former teammates that are good friends. But I just don't know what kind of situation you're creating right now with Vegas if you do bring Flory back with how everything ended. Yeah, it's going to be it's interesting because, you know, Vegas is definitely kicking the uh, tires on a bunch of options in goal. Uh, and I think they want to see what Brossois does first. And right. look, I thought, I, how can you blame him the other night? He played well. He can't score for uh, Vegas. I mean, he only gives up two goals. You're supposed to have a chance uh, to win that game the other night. Uh, yeah. But of course, they could. And again, I said with Jack Eichel coming back, it just may be out of sync a little bit, at least for a game uh, until he finds his footing. And he was in the box a couple of times jack eichel as well in that game so it tells you when you've been off for almost a year without playing like eichel it's just not always that you snap your fingers and he plays well and the team wins all of a sudden right away so uh, definitely something to uh monitor though brossois definitely they're going to see what he can do i think they're going to give him an opportunity see what he can do with multiple starts in a row with leonard on the sidelines and then if brossois struggles maybe they'll uh pick up the phones a little more eagerly when it comes to maybe looking for some uh, goaltending help uh, down the stretch of the regular season uh, and into the playoffs. Uh, all right, speaking of Vegas, great segue because they're the final game of this Friday slate, Los Angeles Kings, Vegas Golden Knights. We've got the Vegas Golden Knights, minus 160 uh, home favorites here. Uh, this total opened five and a half. It's pretty much moved up to six. I really want to take the over. I have a strong lean to the over. I haven't bet it yet, but I really want, I mean, it's been a, been nothing but an over series history i mean five straight overs head to head four two four two six two six two six three uh, in those five meetings uh, between the kings and the golden knights you've got kings trending over four straight overs for la uh, going into this game they lost five two the other although that was a bad 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 beat if you had the under uh, in that game brutal uh, in that edmonton game two empty net goals turned it from three two to five two uh, for the oilers that's life is that's life in the nhl betting unders you know, nothing is for sure until it's over uh, at the end of the night. So you saw that in that game. Vegas, you got to think offensively, they're going to be a little bit more crisper and sharper tonight. And let's be honest, they're going up against a Colorado team that we have to give Darcy Kemper credit. Going into that game at Wednesday night for the Avs, he was playing very well. He just yeah. shut out Dallas uh, over the weekend. He's played great in net lately. Remember, when they lost to Dallas 4-1, that was Francois that night. That was not Darcy Kemper. Kemper's been phenomenal lately, and he certainly showed that in the win against uh, Vegas on Wednesday night. So, yeah, some of it was Vegas out of sync, but I think they just ran into a Colorado team that defensively has been really good during this stretch, and Kemper's been off the charts good uh, as of late. I think it'll be a chance for them maybe to get some offense going here. I like this Kings lineup right now, and how about how big, Alex, this game is in the standings mm -hmm. in the Pacific Division? This Pacific division is going to be such a fun, to quote uh, Brian Blessing, it's going to be dog's breakfast, you know, our, our good friend. Uh, that was always one of his sayings. You know, it's going to be absolutely uh, amazing to see just how uh, 
close this and compacted and tight this race is going to be uh, moving forward. It's going to be absolutely a, a great race to the finish because you've got Anaheim that's not out of things at 55 points, L.A. at 55 points, Edmonton, who's red hot and hasn't lost since the coaching change at 57 points, Vegas at 59 points, and all of a sudden the the, the unstoppable Calgary Flames have surged to first in the division at 62 points. So this is a very, very competitive division. Lots of good teams. And this is a big divisional game. Uh, Vegas off a shutout loss and at home for a second straight game. Now, back-to-back shutout losses, you know, shutout and back-to-back games against Calgary and Colorado. That's the one thing that's making me hesitate on the over. But part of me also says maybe we're talking about the floodgates finally opening here for Vegas tonight against a Kings team that, let's be honest, they've given up uh, four goals three goals, three goals, and five goals in the last four games. So the Kings' defense hasn't necessarily been airtight. On the flip side, I think the Kings can score some goals themselves against uh, Laurent Brossois uh, and the Golden Knights when you look at what they've got. I like that top line with Kopitar, Kempe, and Ayafalo. They're playing phenomenal. Uh, they're getting – Arvidsson's been chipping in lately. Quinton Byfield now is a regular member of this team and this lineup on the third line. There's lots to like with this LA Kings team at the moment. It's a great game. It's a tough game for me from a side perspective. I think there's some value with LA a little bit at the plus number, but at the same time, Vegas at home off back-to-back shutouts. Do I really want to step in front of them here, especially when I think there's going to be a lot more cohesion and chemistry tonight now that Eichel's got a game under his belt. He'll be better. I think the team as a whole will be better. So I'm off the side. I'm st- strongly leaning to the over based on the series history. And I think there, this could be one of those, the floodgates open kind of nights for this Vegas offense after being shut out uh, in two straight games. Haven't bet it yet, but I'm strongly leaning to the over here uh, with this total of six. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts here? Kings, Golden Knights. Yeah, I want nothing to do with the side, but I definitely like this over. And I like this one in game because if you look at, like you said, you mentioned the Kings, the, the amount of goals they've given up in the last few games, but they've been a team that's trending to the first period under uh, often as of late, so you can get some really good value with them. If this is a one nothing king, uh, one nothing Knights lead, I should say, after twenty minutes, I think this would be a great spot uh, to get a, a better adjusted price on over five and a half, maybe even a, a five, you know, and and possibly at a plus price. So that's what the angle I'm going to take here, and I would maybe look at Jack Eichel possibly to, to get a goal tonight too. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the nerves were kind of there a little bit, and he, he took a couple of dumb penalties. And, and you know, like I said, I think the cohesion will be there a little bit, bit more. Uh, obviously, the, the you know T-Mobile Arena is going to go nuts the first time he does score at home. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if that is tonight. So I'm looking for the over in game, and I'll take Jack Eichel to score as well. And I got to give Peter DeBoer credit. The one thing I didn't want to see when I looked at my Rotowire line combinations for tonight's games, Alex, was Peter DeBoer putting the lines in a blender after just one game. I'm like, right. I know he got shut out in that game against Colorado, and it makes you want to change the line lines around. He has not done that. He is going to keep Jack Eichel number one center spot between Dodonov and Pacioretty. The exact same line it was Wednesday night against Colorado. Good job. You can't gain chemistry if, oh, one game, things don't go well, you don't score. Oh, we're going to shake things up again. You can't develop chemistry and cohesion that way. You got to stick it out and you've got to stick with your line combos for at least one more game, if not two more games. And then if things still aren't clicking offensively, then you can make some changes. Then you can maybe shake the lines up a bit. So I like, do you agree with that, Alex? That he's keeping it together like that? 
No, I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I've been critical of coaches who have just, you know, tried to, like I said, throw the lines in the blender after one or two bad games. You got to give, t- you know, teams time and give, you know, give them, like I said, time to, co- to you know, work as a unit and, and develop some chemistry together, especially, you know, looking at the second half of the season. Yeah, and I like that. And, uh, yeah, Eichel took some penalties that were, I think, just, you know, for a guy that hasn't played in almost a full calendar year. You know, there was a step slow on a couple of those hooking penalties, holding penalties that he had. Uh, but when you look at what he was able to do, he had one shot on goal. So, you know, he didn't have a huge imprint on the game offensively. But again, you're talking about a guy that's not played hockey in forever. You know, there's going to be maybe that little bit of a, a period of time that he needs to get up to game speed again. Uh, and the game under his belt should help him. So, uh, Alex, I'm making a case for the uh, over. You're going to look for it live, though, right? Yeah, that'll be live. Yeah. There you go. So again, one of these situations, once again, where you can get a probably better number on the first period over and certainly a better number on the full game over. If we get that five minute period to start the game at where there's no goals and you'll definitely find a five and a half uh, live in game at that point, if that indeed transpires. Great stuff. Uh, that is the Friday NHL card. Uh, great. Uh, four games again, kind of like Wednesday night where, you know, there was only four games uh, on the card. But four very intriguing hockey games, all four of them. I mean, Dallas-Chicago is the, the weakest game of the bunch, and even that game is not a, a terrible game uh, by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. So uh, looking forward to them all, Nashville, Carolina, Florida, Minnesota should be a dandy, and definitely a lot at stake in that Pacific Division battle uh, in the late night hours as well with uh, Vegas and L.A. So good night of hockey on tap. You know what's also a good thing and a good option is signing up at DraftKings Sportsbook, our great partners here uh, at the Ice Guys uh, and the Hockey Podcast Network, official sports betting partner of both the NHL uh, and the NBA. But we're going to talk NBA uh, this time around with uh, DraftKings. Definitely some things that you can uh, take advantage of. Of course, the All-Star break is here for the NBA, uh, but take advantage of what you can do uh, once the league returns from the All-Star break because DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you an offer that's too good to pass up. Uh, New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Uh, If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the nba and nhl must be 21 years of age or older minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources void where prohibited minimum five dollar deposit gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER download the draftkings app sign up for an account and use the promo code thpn all right it is best bets time to wrap up this friday show uh, Alex, uh, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go with the Hurricanes and Predators over five and a half. I even like that at over six, but like I said, I, I'm going to probably wait and try to get uh, the best price possible in game. So, you know, if over five and a half, try to wait for it to drop down to a dollar ten. but you can play it right now. Uh, this is going to be, I think, a higher score game. The Carolina 
come out guns blazing, realizing that, hey, you know, we should have had more goals and, and cashing in on more chances against Florida. It was a tough way for them to lose. They can bounce back against the national team that has just been kind of disastrous defensively. Like you said, the special teams that are just huge in Carolina. So let's go with Kane spreads over five and a half is my best bet. All right, there you go. Nashville, Carolina, down in Kakalaki, over five and a half. Best bet uh, for Alex B. Smith. Uh, my best bet is going to be that same game, but I'm going to go Carolina. And I like the over two, but I'm going to go with uh, Carolina in regulation. You can get uh, some books have minus 110, uh, minus 105, even minus 110 with uh, Carolina in regulation. I think that's a good price, a bounce back spot. Nashville hasn't won since the All Star break. And now they got to play probably the toughest team they've played. Uh, during that stretch, with all due respect to uh, Dallas, uh, Winnipeg, and Washington, you know, this is an even better team you're playing tonight, Carolina, and you're getting them off a tough, tough loss in overtime that should get the best effort from the Hurricanes, and uh, they are the better of these two teams. Uh, I like Carolina in regulation, uh, minus 110. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for this Friday uh, NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. A reminder tomorrow, uh, we'll be on at noon Eastern time. It'll be me. It'll be DJ Mitchell, our special one of our guests tomorrow. Uh, Sabres fan uh, does a lot of good work with uh, uh, with daily uh, podcasts for fantasy sports, NHL betting uh, as well for NHL. DJ Mitchell will join us as a special guest tomorrow. And of course, we'll have our weekend guy, our weekend warrior, Vito. Uh, Renus Vitalins joining us on Saturday and Sunday as well uh, on the ice guys. So looking forward to that. Make sure you join us tomorrow uh, noon Eastern uh, for the Saturday edition of the ice guys. Uh, great stuff uh, for Alex, uh, for Alex B Smith. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great uh, Friday night. Uh, enjoy the games and good luck. A reminder, the ice guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 PM Eastern Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch it live, download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.